Monday, March 15th, 2021. 20-ounce tumbler cups are still for sale. Check them out on my Facebook and Instagram. Get one for yourself. Get one for your family. You can also pick up some decal stickers to support and represent the brand. T-shirts are still in development, but let me know now if you plan to order when they do release. That way I can make sure that I have enough ready to go. I hope everyone is staying on point with your efforts to master your own individual diet and training routines. Life can feel hectic sometimes. Just remember to take care of yourselves. Today's topic is a common injury society has been dealing with for centuries. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you've experienced it firsthand. Sciatica. And you're saying to me, coach, coach, what sciatica? What is this sciatica? That doesn't even sound like English. Well, we're going to get into that. In sciatica, it's a it's late 14th century. It's a medieval Latin term coming from uh, the Greek word ischiatikos. I don't know what I just said, but uh, look it up. It means pain in the hips. The Avidity Fitness Podcast. Pain and sciatic distribution was known and recorded by ancient Greek and Roman physicians, but was commonly attributed to diseases of the hip joint. Although graphic descriptions abounded, it was not until Italian physician Cotugno's experiments of 1764 that leg pain of nervous origin was distinguished from pain of arthritic origin. In the 19th century, disc diseases including prolapse, were recognized, but not related to sciatica until French physician La Siga described his sign to indicate stretching of the sciatic nerve. Before the well-known clarification of nuclear disc herniation by Mixter and Barr in 1934, Italian physician Vittorio Putti in 1927 recognized degenerative changes of the intervertebral foramen as a cause of sciatic nerve compression. An American surgeon, an American neurosurgeon, Walter Dandy, in 1924 operated for low back and leg pain, finding cartilaginous fragments lying loose in the spinal canal. Many refinements of case selection and surgical techniques have subsequently evolved. Hippocrates was allegedly the first physician to use the term sciatica, deriving from the Greek word ischios, meaning hip. Pain in the pelvis and leg was generally called sciatica and attributed to a disease or a subslaxated hip. And in this article that I'm reading on nature.com, it goes really deep into um, all the different methods that physicians through the history of humans tried to implement and solve the issue that people were having with this type of pain. And it gets really in-depth. It goes from like the 5th century with Roman physicians and... um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading Greek terms and stuff. It goes on to the 18th century uh, with, yeah, the Italian physician Domizio Coctugna of Naples and what he did. 
and it goes it just goes on and on um the 19th century uh the 20th century and that's where you know that's where we get to modern times and as far as the scientific literature uh from what i've found is that Dr. Jason Mixter and Dr. Joseph Barr presented a paper in 1933 called The Rupture of the Intervertebral Disc with Involvement of the Spinal Canal to the New England Surgical Society. This paper was published in 1934 in the New England Journal of Medicine and was highly influential and opened the area of surgery for disorders of the intervertebral lumbar disc so the lower back this paper included 19 patients it related back pain and sciatica to prolapsed or herniated disc material that enroached on the nerve root it was to change the general notions of sciatica which despite the work of putti and others was held to be most commonly an interstitial interstitial neurotitis related to emotion fatigue or a variety of pelvic and systematic infections. Dr. Mixter was generally credited by his contemporaries as being the man who best clarified the relationship between the intravertebral disc and sciatica. Therefore, surgeries were widely used and many lumbar disc lesions came to the hands of orthopedic and less often neurological surgeons. Many variations of the technique have developed sometimes without full appreciation of the natural history of the symptomatology and the intractability of operative failures. Microdisectomy remains the most commonly performed procedure with claimed success rates of up to 80% in skillfully selected cases. Now, I just thought it was really interesting, like the history of sciatica. It's such a common thing that society deals with. And when I started looking into it, it uh, just the the literature on the injury itself, you know, went all the way back to Hippocrates. And that's that's just crazy to me. But uh, it's crazy to me at first when I when I first read that and think about it. But then when I when I sit with it for a minute, you know, it kind of makes sense. It's just evolution. At one point in time, we were trying to figure out the issues that we're having. So I guess just what's kind of crazy to me is that something that seems to be so commonplace because of our sedentary lives nowadays seem to be relatively common back then. I mean, that's when the, the term was coined for like the lower back, hip, leg, kind of an impingement that goes on with sciatica so I just thought it was really interesting and that's why I wanted to read that little excerpt from the article and of course in the show notes um I'll definitely have the link to this article if you want to read the whole thing because they get into bloodletting and and a bunch of <laughs> I'm just I'm reading an excerpt right here that I can't read on the podcast uh just because it's a little vulgar but yeah, it's a lot of uh, interesting information in here for sure that I figured I'd share with you guys because, you know, that's what I do. But, you know, back to sciatica and, and you know, what it is. 
Uh, sciatica refers to the pain that radiates along the path of the sciatic nerve, which branches from your lower back through your hips and buttocks and down each leg. And typically, whenever somebody's dealing with sciatica, it affects only one side of the body. Sciatica most commonly occurs when a herniated disc, a bone spur, or the spine, or the narrowing of the spine compresses part of the nerve. The sciatic nerve, that is. This often causes inflammation, pain, and often some numbness in the affected leg. Although the pain associated with sciatica can be severe, most cases resolve with non-operative treatments in a few weeks. People who have severe sciatica that's associated with significant leg weakness or bowel or bladder changes might be candidates for surgery. And your symptoms, pain that radiates from your lower spine, your lumbar spine, to your buttocks and down the back of your leg is the hallmark of sciatica. You might feel the discomfort almost anywhere along the nerve pathway, but it's especially likely to follow a path from your low back to your butt and down the back of your thigh and calf. The pain can vary widely from a mild ache to a sharp burning sensation or excruciating pain. Sometimes it can feel like a jolt or electric shock. It can be worse when you cough or sneeze and prolonged sitting can aggravate symptoms. Usually only one side of your body is affected. Some people also have numbness, tingling, or muscle weakness in the affected leg or foot. You might have pain in one part of your leg and numbness in the other when you want to see a doctor and full disclosure i am not a doctor i am not a medical professional uh, i am simply a fitness trainer and a nutrition coach but when to go see a doctor mild sciatica usually goes away over time call your doctor if self-care Self-care measures fail to ease your symptoms or if your pain lasts longer than a week. Or if the pain is so severe it becomes progressively worse, uh, get immediate medical care. If you have sudden severe pain in your low back or leg and numbness or muscle weakness in your leg, the pain follows a violent injury or you're having trouble controlling your bladder. Causes of sciatica sciatica occurs when the sciatic nerve becomes pinched usually by a herniated disc in your spine or by an overgrowth of a bone like a bone spur more rarely the nerve can be compressed by a tumor or damaged by a disease such as diabetes risk factors include age age-related changes in the spine such as herniated disc and bone spurs are the most common causes of sciatica Obesity, by increasing the stress on your spine, excess body weight can contribute to the spinal changes that trigger sciatica. Your occupation, a job that requires you to twist your back, carry, wait, and hold on, pause real quick. You shouldn't be twisting your back. I don't know what kind of job you're doing or what they're asking you to do, but tell them, I don't do this, okay? You lift with your legs, you move things with your whole body, not you're back alone moving forward if your job requires you to carry heavy loads or drive a motor vehicle for long periods might play a role in sciatica 
but there's no conclusive evidence of this link. Prolonged sitting. People who sit for prolonged periods or have a sedentary lifestyle are more likely to develop sciatica than active people are. And diabetes. This condition, which affects the way your body uses blood sugar, increases your risk of nerve damage. Prevention. It's not always possible to prevent sciatica, and the condition may reoccur. The following can play a key role in protecting your back. Exercise regularly to keep your back strong. You know, pay attention to your core muscles. The muscles in your abs, your abdomens, um, and your lower back are essential for proper posture and alignment. Maintain proper posture when you sit. Choose a seat with a good lower back support, armrest, and a swivel base. Consider placing a pillow or rolled towel on the small of your back to maintain its normal curve. Use good body mechanics. If you stand for long periods, rest one foot on a stool or small box from time to time. When you lift something heavy, let your lower extremities do the work. Move straight up and down. Keep your back straight and bend only at the knees. A proper squat. Come on, we all know how to do that. Hold the load close to your body. Avoid, this isn't a zercher squat, okay? You want to hold it. Avoid lifting and twisting simultaneously. Find a lifting partner if the object is heavy or awkward. These are some pretty obvious statements, but, you know, got to run through them just to, you know, just to get the bullet points out there. Uh, so, you know, sciatica, uh, it's something that I'm, I think, I, I truly believe that I'm dealing with right now, not to get too personal on the podcast, but it's kind of why I brought this topic up this week because um i'm a very active person uh i think everybody knows that and i still may be dealing with this exact thing now i drive a lot for my day job um I'm, i'm i'm in and out of the truck so i also like stand and move around a lot as well but there's still a lot of drive time behind the wheel where i'm just sitting down and i think that might be causing some some issues and it might be exacerbating some issues that I already had on the left side of my body, some compensatory problems. So I think uh, that's something that I'm dealing with right now. And all I have is like, it's like a limited range of motion on my left leg. Uh, it's really not very painful on a scale of one to 10. I would say it's a two. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt, but it does. It feels really tight, like the outside upper the upper outside of my left hamstring feels really, really tight, and uh, yeah, with with all my movements, it's a just a little bit limited range of motion over there. And at first, I thought it may have been my hamstrings, but uh, as as the days have gone on, I seem to be able to p- perform anything with my hamstring muscles and and I don't feel the the effectiveness like I, I it doesn't feel like it's affected like let's just say a hamstring curl like uh I could I could curl weight with my left leg and I don't feel any pain or anything changing so I don't think uh it's the muscles I think it's deeper I think it's something that I've never dealt with before um so it, it got a little better you know these past few days I've been doing some lower back stretching and uh some piriformis release and stuff like that and i do believe it's gotten a little bit better it's not as tight but uh if it doesn't go away within the next week or so then i'm definitely going to go see a professional and see what they think but um 
everything that I've read up on so far says to stay active on it. You know, it's an injury and it feels like almost at first it kind of feels like you should stay off of it and let it rest up. But from what I'm understanding uh, from from my research is that staying active and, and continuing to move will help like reset whatever is going on more than than resting you know resting could possibly make it worse because you might sit on it more and you're not actually stretching out um, and decompressing what needs to be decompressed so uh, since since I started dealing with it um, I really haven't changed much just kind of focusing on lower back stretching a little bit more and like I said the piriformis release I'm trying to trying to really like dig deep uh on the outside of my hips and stuff when I foam roll and just trying to get some some you know some some decompression over there and loosen it up and get things more fluid and mobile and and hopefully take some more pressure off of whatever it is that I'm feeling so that's really why I brought this up you know just to help anybody that might run into this or maybe you've heard about it and you really you're thinking to yourself like what is that I, I i wonder you know i wonder if i've ever dealt with that uh, the best treatment for sciatica depends on the severity of the problem if the pain is interfering with your ability to perform everyday tasks or it lasts more than a week you should see your doctor for a complete evaluation your doctor might order some tests to evaluate the source of your pain prescribe you some prescription strength pain medicine and or give you a steroid injection at the site of inflammation if your pain is particularly severe and prolonged your doctor also might refer you to a surgeon to evaluate if surgery will provide you with additional pain release most likely your doctor will recommend that you do some of the following like apply heat research suggests ice isn't as helpful so apply heat for 20 minutes every two hours as needed. Relieve pain and inflammation with uh, anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen or aspirin, as directed on the bottle, of course. Maintain your regular levels of physical activity, but avoid what may have caused the back pain in the first place. Bed rest will most likely not help relieve the pain. Begin a physical therapy program once your pain is adequately controlled so that you can learn how to prevent future injury. Do some passive lower back stretches. This might help you feel better and relieve some of the nerve compression. If your pain is chronic, more than six weeks, a regular physical activity program will help decrease the pain. It also improves your posture, strengthens your back, and increases flexibility and it can help with weight loss and and fall prevention if you have trouble with balance. So that's sciatica. That's everything that I learned about sciatica when I started dealing with what I believe to be nerve pain. So if you're dealing with that, just take it easy. Uh, you don't want to hurt yourself. You don't want to... You don't want to increase your chances of severe injury, you know. So if you don't know what you're dealing with, then you, you need to go see somebody. I, I have to refer you to a doctor, right? Like I, I'm not here trying to be 
your diagnosis. I'm not I'm not trying to convince you that you do have sciatica or you don't or you need surgery or you need better stretching programming. You know, that's not what I'm doing with this episode. I'm just educating people cuz honestly, I had heard of sciatica, but I didn't really actually know what it was. Uh I had an idea, but my idea was not correct. You know, I I knew it had something to do with the leg and I thought it was maybe some nerve stuff in your leg, but I thought it was, you know, kind of on the side of your thigh, like where your IT band is and stuff like almost towards your quads. So where I was thinking the issue was, it wasn't even in the right location of the leg. So that shows you how much information is out there that, you know, we don't know. We can't know everything, right? You don't know until you know. So once I started, you know, dealing with the issue and I started Googling stuff, you know, uh, trying to get to the bottom of what I thought might be my issue, that's when I started learning. Uh, I kind of narrowed it down. It's either a, a hamstring injury, like maybe I pulled something, maybe I pulled a muscle or something, or it's sciatica, you know. It's it's either the, the, the muscle tissues, the tendons, something like that, or it's or it's the nerve, but, you know, it was such a weird feeling that I did not think that it was, like, a, a injury, like, a pulled muscle or something like that, just because of how efficient I'm still able to move, like, squatting. Last week, I did heavy squats on Friday, Thursday or Friday, I can't remember what day, but, you know, I, I did sets of five, I worked my way up to 205, um, maybe even 210 either way it's still I haven't gone that heavy in a while like I I can move that weight but it's just been it's been a few months since I was moving that type of weight and you know I did I did my full leg day routine and it never never hurt I could definitely feel it when I was doing my deadlifts I felt like a little bit of a a pull over there but it was never pain. I, I never felt like I was in pain or it, at risk of like further, furthering the the damage or whatever it was I, f- I was feeling. So that's why it was so weird to me, is that it's like this tension in my leg, but I can still squat just fine with no pain. I can still run just fine with no pain. I f- like I feel it over there. I feel it. I feel something, but it's not painful. It doesn't hurt. When I was done with my run. You know, I felt fine. Uh, no more, no more pain than than what I had before I started running. So it's just something different that I haven't experienced before, and and that's where I'm at. That's that's where I'm at with that. That's where we're at with the podcast. Uh, sometimes my topic selection is kind of fluid. I kind of go by what I'm feeling. And I'm really feeling this one. So I hope that helps somebody out there. I hope somebody got some type of uh, knowledge from this, some type of education. And um, yeah, like I said, if you're dealing with something and you don't know what it is, take it easy. Uh, You don't you'll, you'll regret you'll regret it if you don't take it easy and you end up hurting yourself more. You will regret that. So. uh, Not to say don't do anything like you should still stay active however you can just you know, stay safe. If, if you're having leg pain, then, you know, do some passive yoga. If, if your body will allow, like if it's not, if it's not too 
harmful for you, then at least do some passive yoga, you know, go walk around the neighborhood, go find a park, get some sun, uh, you know, just you got You got to stay on it. So, some things like this, it's, it's a small setback. But for some people, especially whenever you're still getting started in your journey and you're not where you want to be, you know, a setback can be really mentally deflating. So if you're having any type of setback, you know, no matter how small it is, uh, you just kind of got to take it on the chin, you know, keep rolling. Um, that's all you can do. You know, you can't you can't let a setback hold you back. You know, you can let it you can let it slow you down just for a little second, but you can't let it hold you back or hold you down. So just stay active mentally and physically the best that you can read your books, listen to the podcast, preach powerful information to the people around you, take care of the people around you that take care of you. And uh, that's it. You know, come back next week. We'll have another topic. I don't know what it is yet, but it will be health, fitness related. And it's going to be better than anything that you're getting on the news right now. So talk to you guys next week. Okay, so many of you know that I like to start each episode with reminding anybody out there that's having a, a low mental period in their life to please hang on and reach out if you need help. I forgot to put that in the pre-roll, so here it is in the outro. Either way, as long as I get the message out there that your life is worthy and somebody out there needs you, I promise. It might not feel like that in the moment, but it's true. So hang in there. Reach out to somebody, even if it's me. Message me on Facebook or Instagram. Just type in Avidity Fitness. Look for the Green Pulse logo. Or you can email me at fitnessforeveryperson at gmail.com. If you send a message to any of these three places and you don't get an immediate reply, just, just give me a minute and I have to see it first. And then I will reply. If you don't get a reply within like six hours or so message me back again maybe i didn't see it maybe i overlooked it but i want you to reach out please also like i said at the top of the episode we have tumblr cups for sale if you want to support or represent the avidity fitness brand then this is a perfect opportunity get get yourself and everybody you love a 20 ounce tumbler cup they're gorgeous they're all white with the with the logo running vertical uh, on two sides of the cup so we got plenty of branding on it it's so sleek uh, my buddy made it for me and designed it and all that and I'm so proud of it and I'm so thankful f for him for doing that for me because I didn't even ask I was I sent him my logo because I'm me and him are working on getting t-shirts made and he made a tumbler cup so that that's how it was born and, you know, now I'm trying to get them out to everybody. I want everybody drinking from an Avidity Fitness Tumblr cup. Also, I have sticker logos for sale, little decal stickers. They're about three inches long, maybe maybe two inches tall. They're perfect for laptops, um, Yeti cups. You know, I would say your Avidity Fitness Tumblr cup, but it's already going to have the logo on it. But either way, you want you want to go for the triple kill then, you know, throw a, a, a decal sticker on top of the Tumblr cup. I, you know, hey, hey, I won't judge you. 
what else? T-shirts are coming soon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, coffee sponsors. I'm still looking for coffee sponsors. Purify Coffee Roasters. Purify Coffee Roasters. How many free plugs have I given them, right? It's all good, though, because they're local. They're around me, and I actually... Uh, I know, I kind of know the owner, okay? It, not like we're friends. It's not like that. We don't know each other like that. It's just that he worked at a company. He was like the boss man at a company that worked next to the company that I worked at. And, you know, the employees, my coworkers and stuff mingled with his employees. And we, you know, we got to know each other just because it was all respect, you know, just a bunch of working men working next to each other. And then he went on from, I think he still works there, but he went on to, um, to do this coffee gig that he's been doing and it's cool. So I'm just trying to support him. I don't mind giving him free plugs, but I would love to get an actual sponsor on the show. If anybody knows me, you know that I drink black coffee for my pre-workout. I, I literally drink it every single morning on my way to the gym and I'm usually sipping on it still in my first few sets of my workout. So one day I have dreams of actually bottling and selling my own coffee as a pre-workout the avidity fitness pre-workout it'll just be black coffee basically jet fuel you know to to get you ignited to be the best that you could possibly be but for right now um i just want to preach some good coffee and yeah so purify coffee roasters hit me up i haven't i haven't tried that hebrews espresso yet i know i've been like teasing it for like weeks now but I just got so much coffee from from the last stuff that I had. So uh, this Friday, I believe I will order some Purify Hebrews Espresso and we'll see what we're working with. All right. Um, Also, my my other my other business endeavor. Chris Crazy Legs Fonseca, let me give him a plug real quick. Um, He's currently on tour doing comedy shows at. Um venues across america right now i can't remember where he's at i I can never keep up with them he was down in texas and he went back up i don't know where i saw something about indiana and michigan i think colorado he's gonna be all over as comedy and these venues start you know ramping back up for business and stuff and laughter really is one of the best things for the body it's one of the best things for social interactions. It's how we, you know, it's how we deal with the pain and the strife of life. So I'm a proud supporter of comedy and Chris Crazy Legs Fonseca. So if you've never heard of him, if you don't, if you don't know about him, look him up. Chris Crazy Legs Fonseca, the comedian. He's got a really interesting story and he's absolutely hilarious. He's inspirational uh i just you know i can't say enough good things about him so check him out look him up and that's it love you guys uh thank you for listening if you've made it this this long you know i i owe you something i don't know i'll give you a big hug next time i see you just send me a message and let me know that you made it to the very end of episode 42 of the avidity fitness podcast and i'll find you eventually and i'll give you a big hug because uh, the support means so much to me. It's hard to explain. Um, I don't like to get like emotional about the way that I feel about some things on here, but it it means a lot. It really does.
Thank you.